It is time for the Midlife Hockey Crisis Beer League Podcast with your hosts TJ Hollingsworth and dangling Dave Dickerson. Take it away, boys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another exciting, action-packed, fun-filled episode of Midlife Hockey Crisis, the Beer League Podcast. We are once again in Westfield, Indiana at the Arctic Zone Iceplex. Just got off the ice after a game. Joining me today, of course... My co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the dangling one, dangling Dave Dickerson. Dave. I, need to, I need to earn that nickname. I, when I dangle, it just kind of goes everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you should mention that because a lot of people may think that's because of things that happen in the ice. It's actually 100% locker room driven. Right, so. right. They see so. some things. That's what happens. That's, <laughs> that's how big I got it. Guy. That's yeah. right. Let's, hey let's make a naked guy joke and then talk about our sponsors, folks. Yeah. Couldn't be doing this without the fine folks from winningsynthetics.com, your one stop for all things Amsoil. I don't care how you get to the rink. You are in some type of vehicle that requires lubrication. Best thing you can do for your vehicle is use a high-quality synthetic motor oil, and you can't get any better than Amsoil. Everything you need for your car, truck, SUV, Zamboni, snow machine, backhoe, I don't care what you have, you'll find it at winningsynthetics.com. Also, let's not forget our good buddies at thehockeyarsenal.com. Probably the best value in beer league sticks you're going to find anywhere. The Covet, the Envy, the brand new Jealousy that I think we're going to have Andy on here very soon oh to talk God, about. Try that one Can't wait to get my hands on one of those. But, Dave, let's say I'm a guy out there and I want to get a hockey arsenal stick, but I don't want to pay full price. What do I do? You go to that website and you type in Midlife, all caps. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you take 15% off. What? It's a great stick. I don't want to say value because it's a hell of a stick, but for 15% off, injury level, you know, price. So you can tell me you can get the Covet that I play with under 100 bucks under with that bucks. discount. Yep. I don't it's know why you would do that. It's a pretty damn nice stick, too. I feel it like is. You, you should do it. It is. I, uh, I high-stick several people with it today, and, and it seemed to work quite swimmingly. It worked quite well. You can chop, <laughs> you can chop with it. I folks. can hear the crunch. Oh, sorry. Crack. My bad. Crack. Yeah, you can damn chop, it. You can chop with it. You can, yeah, you can slash with it. It's a great slashing stick. It was a good game today, if you were on our team. If you are on our team. <laughs> Six to seven to, what was it? Seven to one. Seven to one, something like that. Yeah. Been on enough of the other side of those. It was. I like it to be even, but it was nice to be, you know, just makes you feel good for a minute. Yeah, it's pretty good. They pushed the they pushed the offensive guys back to play defense. So that was cool. So some of us, uh, me included, saw some defensive action. It was pretty cool. Which I, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I don't mind playing D. Especially here, you know, you can kind of make some mistakes. So, I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing D. Chicks dig the D. They do dig the D. Yeah, all, all of us were kind of scratching it's our heads. Another like, dangling Dave reference there, folks. Dangling Dave. Hey. hey, that other voice you hear today is our special guest. I'm very excited when I when we started doing this podcast. He's one of the first people I wanted to make sure that we uh, were able to get on. We are joined today by the guy who was not only doing all the training today, but does a lot of that. Uh, for the Carmel D League, Jordy Trottier. Jordy, welcome. Hello, folks. What's it's up, good man? to be on here. I Cheer feel up. like I'm I'm headed to my midlife crisis, so <laughs> it feels right. We, you keep you keep those long nights pre-game or pre-training yeah. session. That's going to happen. Now, that's, Jordy, that's the beauty of Sunday. You sweat it out. Let's let's talk a little bit. I, I don't even know where to start with you because there's so many fun things to talk about. We could probably do like three episodes, but I told you we'd be 15, 20 minutes. So this way we'll set this up to where we can do this a long time. First off, let's talk about. Uh, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right because I think most people say it wrong. Is it? It's Trotty. No, I meant Jordy. Oh, Jordy. Yeah. Is that Trottier? Jordy's easy. I thought you were going to say the last name Trotter. Yeah. I set you out there. No, you got me. You got me. It's Trottier, right? Yes. Very good. Anybody that's followed hockey for any amount of time probably recognizes the name. That was your uncle. That's my uncle Brian. Yep. And he that hockey thing worked out pretty good for him. Yes, very well. I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the details, probably put him in that no car payment category during the bulk of his career. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think they made the money that, that these guys are getting now. 
So he wasn't keeping the change, but <laughs> he's uh, he's still doing really well with it. He's he's been blessed. Our family's been blessed with it. We're really proud of him. So really, so one of the most famous names in in all of hockey. How in the world did you end up in Central Indiana? Let's let's start there. So we were talking about this. I know with I got the preview. Dave, you got the preview. Right. But uh, so my dad was drafted by the Islanders, and the, their farm team was here, the Indianapolis Checkers, oh, okay. back in the old Central okay. League. So he, uh, their family's all from Southwest Saskatchewan, and he, my mom's from Greenwood. So once he got done playing, they resided this- in Indianapolis. Then when Rocky retired, uh, he moved here to be close to dad and. So that's how we kind of got two of the three Trache boys all in, in Central, Central Indiana, Indiana. Yeah. Which, which is funny because I, I don't know of a human being alive that when they think of great places to find good hockey players, pick Indianapolis or anywhere oh, near it's it. it's destination of the hockey world. Well, right? the, the funny <laughs> thing is, is I, I mean, they've, there's always been a pro franchise here for the most part. You know, there was a couple years in lulls, but it's, it's always been a decent minor hockey league market. I know people are, you know, would hope for probably an American League team again back when the, the old Central League mm-hmm. when they had. Um, the checkers and then the racers and the old WHA, but it's a lot of people forget about the Chiefs that played in the fifties. Yeah, yeah the, as one of the first occupants of the uh, of the Coliseum down there after it was built. So yeah, the Indianapolis Chiefs, and then there was that lull. Then the racers popped in, and then it's kind of been kind of turmoil. I think the fuel have probably settled things down a little bit, where it looks like there'd be some longevity. Yeah, right. for sure. And I mean, that was back when they were still playing at Market Square Arena right. downtown. And oh, everything. that was it, my my dad was the marketing director yeah. there, so I go, oh, I was at a bunch of those uh, racers games. Ch- oh, game, it so. was too. Yeah, hey, uh, dad's got a lot of good stories from from back there. So I can imagine. I can imagine. But yeah, so that's how I ended up. We ended up in Indianapolis, and we were. So I grew up, born and raised, played here. Did all my youth hockey here. So uh, you're American. Yeah, American. American. So actually, it's, it's funny. My dad's actually technically American. So he was uh, he was born in Buffalo, Wyoming. He's the only trotter uh, who okay. was not born in Canada. Right. My uh, grandpa was down selling cattle. So it was just, <laughs> it was just a, a fluke. So he was always, spot as any. He, yeah, he <laughs> immediately had dual citizenship. So, But, uh, yeah, no, grew up here and been playing hockey here until uh, I was 13. Then we moved. and kind of took the road after that but it's a good they do a good job of developing players and it's it's pretty cool if you guys are uh keeping up with a lot of the young players now we got a couple kids playing in the american league on uh two nhl deals we got right. a bunch of kids playing uh division one college hockey ushl north american league so sorry about it's, that it's been cool to watch a lot of the development here in town and, and anybody that's listened to this show knows i say this all the time but i i, I tell people i say Indianapolis has a hockey movement, but if you're not in it, you have no idea it exists. Other right. than you may a casual passing of somebody that feel and it's kind of like, well, that's probably the smallest part of it. The uh, the adult hockey and youth hockey is huge, yeah, huge but again, yeah. if you're not in it, yeah, right. you, you have no idea it exists. Well, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I think um, IYHA prior before the merger of them with uh, going with the Fishers organization, mm-hmm. I think they had over 500 kids. In the that's youth crazy. You know, which in the grand scheme of things isn't huge considering. Yeah, the amount of kids playing football and right and basketball, basketball here in town. It's but uh, it's cool. The big one, I mean, it's it's kind of you're watching that movement hit here with lacrosse and how big that's starting to get. It's catching up to hockey. Exactly. So tell just, just if you can give us the the elevator speech, tell us a little bit about your hockey career, where it started, where it ended, and yeah, absolutely. So uh, started when our our family moved out to Montana. I started playing junior hockey out west and. Northern Pacific Hockey League that's got absorbed by the NA3 now is what it's called, North American 3. 
and then played in the North American League there. Uh, I played three years uh, junior, left home at 17, was playing in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, played in Youngstown, Ohio, which is in the USHL now, got a scholarship to play Division I hockey, played there for a bit, and uh, then started playing minor pro mm-hmm. for, I think I only, I only played for about four years, but it was a great time, played in the Central League, East Coast League, uh, had a quick cup of coffee at training camp in the American <laughs> League, but um, no, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, I met a lot of cool people, and had time of my life. It was cool to just see different parts of right. the United States and, you know, do what you do to make it, get a paycheck to do what you love. Right. Is, I mean, it was best time of my life. Which, and, and again, I, I, tell, I just don't think a lot of people fully appreciate. They think, you know, you hear, well, if you didn't make it to this level or that level. It's like, no, for somebody to offer to pay you a check to play a game, and, that's and pretty special. That was the big thing. So when I was in the American League, that's when I realized and I was ready to retire after that was, you know, you always think you're going to make it to the show. You make your entire life. You're down in the basement shooting a Game 7 Stanley Cup shot <laughs> when you're a kid. And, you know, you always think that's going to come your way. And when I was up there playing AAA, you're looking at the top two lines and you go, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those prolific <laughs> players, which is fine, but it's great. I was really fortunate that I got the opportunity to see that to where, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not Uncle Rico going, man, if the <laughs> coach would have put me in a state, throw that state. picks, get a quarter mile. I can shoot it. So, you know, it's, it, it's good to go home and, you know, you go, hey, I was the best I could be, and that's as far as I got, and it was better than most. So, now let, let's, let's fast forward a little bit, or maybe not too much. Give us timeline. The building we're in right now, we're having this conversation as we walked up, uh, is a little bigger than it was before, but before... Yeah, it was the uh, the TNT Hockey Academy. So my dad was uh, a part owner in that, and the Zotec partners were also involved in that, who own uh, Carmel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're great people. They've done a lot. I think they don't uh, get enough recognition on everything they've done to help the hockey community here in mm-hmm. town. Um, yeah, so it was only about half this size. They they really kind of changed everything around. It was uh, not just under a quarter sheet of synthetic ice. And it was... A little before it's time, but I mean, I, I used to come here every day with Rocky after right. school. Rocky was working here full time, running the place, and it's you know it was interesting when we moved back that they turned this into a full rink, which is funny. I think it's perfect for the beer league guys here because right. it's a shorter rink. A small. Yeah, you guys, I, you guys yeah. don't have to skate yeah. too fast, too yeah, far. It's I, I'm not exactly super looking forward to going back to Carmel to a full sheet of ice after playing. Go, this is pretty nice, man. You had four more inches on. Uh, I'm already tired. I'm already tired talking about it. You yeah, had four more inches on. I'm walking funny, so, I mean. Striding <laughs> half through the neutral zone. <laughs> bigger pants. This is good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, TNT hockey kind of kind of goes away. I think, you, if I understand, you, you moved. You took off for a little yeah. while. And so, the, the, so, the thing with the TNT a lot of people don't know is, so we call it Trache and Trache because it's uh, the brothers. But it actually started with Trache and Tabram Hockey okay. School that they used to do down at Pan Am. And right. Mark Tabram uh, was a hockey coach here for a long time back when uh, it was a junior team here. And he's a great guy and he's a really good friend of ours. But it's funny because he actually is in charge of overseeing. Like, I don't, you help with the learn to play, right? Right, sure do. So anyone who's certified for coaching or coaches in the USA Hockey program Mark Tabram is the head of that. Right. So he's oh, okay. the one who's running right. all of it. So it's, it's kind of cool to, you know, a tie-in story where people always think it's always a Trache name. And it was, it was a lot of Mark to get it started here right. when they were doing it. And Brian would come in and help with hockey school. So it was always just hockey camps every summer. And 
and that's kind of where the whole TNT brand originated. Let's kind of move forward, talk to a, a little bit about what we're doing here today now. Uh, both you and Rocky then transition into where, uh, with our D-League, uh, we said it a million times, our league setup is great. We show up, we get a half hour where we get to work on some drills, some hockey skills, and then we get to play a game. Uh, this has been uh, you and, and your Uncle Rocky now for, for quite some time. How did that happen? So, uh, I mean, Rocky got involved with it first. He initially, I mean, he's a drink a lot. And he predominantly trains consistently all the players here in town. But uh, actually, the D-League, once upon a time, was called Buns. Beginners using I, no skill. I and vaguely remember that organization. So my dad actually, my dad Monty, he, he coached that when I was little, and I'd come out and help him with that. And uh, Mike Gobby, who, who runs Carmel, the Carmel rink, called, and he goes, hey, we, we need a couple more people because the D-League was growing so fast. Right. So like at one point, you guys had eight teams, and for... For one guy to be on the ice for nine hours right. was, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a bit of a stretch. So they, they split it up into a couple, and we got started back into that. And that's kind of how the, the D-League thing started, which is great. I mean, just to watch the game grow, especially for, you know, folks that are older and getting into the game, a lot of them are, their kids are playing. They're excited that uh, they kind of get to understand what they're doing is, it's cool, and it's. I mean, you guys know it's the reason I we still play beer league with our my buddies. Is it's good sweat, it's good skate, and right. you have better than going to ride the bike. Oh man, LA Fitness. Oh man, I, I've told it. I, I I got in the whole reason I got into hockey was to stay in shape for motorsports in the off season, having no idea that I would enjoy it as much as I have. Uh, which has been just amazing. But I, I tell people, I said, you know, people think swimming's the the, the best exercise because it works every muscle in your body. I go, freeze that pool and come try this one time. I mean, you're just standing still is a chore. You're standing not moving. Standing upright. Standing yeah, upright. Just, it's, <laughs> it's not easy. It's, not easy. No. it's like that old commercial that they had, uh, like uh, Burger King or something, and the people are falling down in the back. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you tried to do your job on an eighth of an inch steel on ice. It's it's not easy at all. So let, let's let's transition a little bit about D League. Now you've been you've been around this this level of hockey for quite some time, and kind of you've been put in charge. You both you and Rocky. All right, teach these guys the game. W what are some of the challenges that you see that are fairly consistent every time you have a new group come in? What are some things you see that are just like, yep, we we got to make sure we're doing this. So the biggest challenge for us initially is um, the skill gap. So we do have players here that are that have been playing for a while grew up playing high school hockey or, you know, recreational hockey at some type of level. And they don't get as much out of the, the practice planning that we would do because, like, as of today, we had one gentleman who was his first time ever skating. Right. Right. So you got to try to find a way to tailor your practice and, and the development to where every player is coming out, A, enjoying their time because that's why we're here. Right. But, B, getting something out of it. So with, with anything in ev any level of hockey – the, the biggest thing we talk about is skating ability. Like, you watch Connor McDavid, like, he's, he's got a 10th gear. I don't even want to say 6th gear. <laughs> you know, so it's like you watch him make a move and, it, like, his speed and agility to get away from players and create offense. Anyone who's going to be the better skater is, is going to find opportunities on the ice. And that, that's a big thing here. So it's, it's trying to get everyone up to speed, uh, skating first. And then understanding the fundamentals of how the game's supposed to be played. Because positionally, once you kind of understand what's going on, it's a chess game. You know where the plays are going to be made. It's much like football, to where it, you understand this person's going here, this is why. So you can look to those lanes and understand why that, that play's going to develop. So you're looking ahead. It's kind of what the old Wayne Gretzky saying, you know, think of where the puck's going, not where it's at. Right. So, 
And that's the thing where we're trying to get everyone to the same level to understand the game. But that's what makes it fun, making plays, moving the puck around. And uh, I feel as of lately, the D-League's been great with that. Everyone's, you know, getting more touches on the puck and a lot of more shots and filling lanes and hitting holes. Well, this I, one, too, it's, it's mostly new, <clears throat> you know, because the, the C3 broke off. So now it's a lot of newer guys. Are you seeing that, too? That yeah, abs- well, that's where I was blown away is, you know, when I thought the C3 was going to come in, where which is a great opportunity for the players to get a bigger chance to play um, more competitively, I guess right. would be the right phrasing. Uh, there were still people that came out that we, I think we had five or six brand new people to hockey this year. Right. And I mean that's half a roster for for one of the teams. So you just it kind of blows your, blows your mind when you see the game is growing. People are seeing it on TV, or you know going to an East Coast League game here in town and want to try it for themselves. So it's it's good that we got enough ice here that we can sustain some leagues and you know give everybody an opportunity to play, not just you know kids playing to develop. So it's it's pretty cool. As somebody that oversees both the training aspect of it and the actual game aspect of it when you have such a big gap between maybe one guy that literally this is his third or fourth time on ice and equipment and maybe somebody's been playing their whole life they're just a little older and they're just they want to play at a slower pace uh, you know what are some things that you look for to try to help balance that out during the game uh the biggest thing is is you guys i mean so you guys have been playing in the d-league for a couple years now probably yeah, close yeah, a couple to years yeah and almost a full year year and a half and yeah. It, it, it falls back on the guys on the bench that have been playing for a bit. They're helping the guys know where it, hey, this is where you line up on the faceoff. Hey, as a winger, this is where you're at in the D zone. So it's not so much on me while the game's being played. It's kind of that interaction with your teammates to understand, hey, I'm going to help coach you and tell me what you see. This is what I see. And I think that's the beauty of the game is, you know, we're all students. I learn every day. I learn from you guys. I see different stuff. It's, it just kind of falls back on everyone pulling their weight but uh you know when someone wants advice or to take a look at the game is you know we're always here to help but the biggest one i'm sure you guys i can tell when when everyone's playing is the people that watch hockey so you're not just yeah. you know having a beer watching the game you're studying the game you're watching a play happen you're thinking okay why why did that happen why is that laying there what are they doing to create that type of hole and it's you know the thing with the D League is it's the older guys that are kind of been playing around that you're understanding those plays now yeah. and teaching it to the people that are coming in brand new and they're looking exactly like they do in the NHL they're like <laughs> exactly I mean same speed well, look, look, yeah at same speed same skill level that's the cool thing that you do is that you and Rocky when he's here too is that when we're skating on the ice and a play is developing you're kind of buzzing a little bit like hey take a look at your left make sure you're skating this way look for the pass that's the thing that I love that you do and then the Rocky does you. You throw out little coaching tips as we're on the ice. Yeah, so that's, that that's huge. That, so as a, that is as a huge. player, it's like you guys understand. It's it's there's so much communication during the game. So you just talk. So I think a lot of it is hot air coming out of me. <laughs> when, you know, yeah, you it's got helpful. time. You got time. Move your feet. Move your feet. Far side. Far side. It's yeah. It's helpful. And that's going to wrap up part one of our great interview with Jordy Trottier. Make sure you go back and download part two. And while you're over there, hey, please help us out and give us a review and a five-star rating. That goes a long way in helping us get this podcast out to people just like you that want to hear about all the fun that Beer League Hockey has to offer. So go ahead, download, and listen to part two of our interview with Jordy Trottier.